This episode of the Fresh Start Family Show is brought to you by our Quick Start Learning Bundle, how to build a compassionate, firm, and kind discipline toolkit that works with kids of all ages. Head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your Quick Start Bundle so you can get going today on building up a strong, compassionate, disciplined toolkit in your home. Well, hello, listeners. It is time for a new episode of the Fresh Start Family Show. I am your host, Wendy Snyder, positive parenting educator and family life coach, and I'm so happy that you are here with us. So today on the Fresh Start Family Show, Terry and I had the most incredible chat with Bill Brady, who is the co-founder of TrueMe Wireless. So they are a mobile phone company designed for kids, um, and Bill is the co-founder and um, serves as the company CEO. So he's, most importantly, um, just a really inspirational dad of five who has such a big heart for empowering kids with healthier solutions for using tech, which you guys know, I am so passionate about the same subject. So during this episode, you'll hear us talk about some really important reasons why it's such a good idea to wait as long as you can till you put an advanced smartphone into the hands of your kids. And you guys remember, if you happen to be a family who's already given your kiddo an iPhone or a smartphone, please know that it's not too late to change your game plan around phones, and I can support you on that journey. So this conversation is really not just about phones, but also about our our children's mental health, their healthy brain development, and teaching the next generation how to manage technology, which really is an essential life skill for every human being, because tech is here to stay, you guys. It's not going anywhere. So you're also going to hear us talk in this episode about the importance of setting limits and believing in your boundaries, being okay if your rules are different than the rules your friends have for their kids, and how to endure uncomfortable discussions and really situations with your kids where maybe they just feel really different or they wish that you had less strict or less firm rules around technology, we cover that in this episode. And remember, if you need help with the whole setting firm rules thing, our Firm and Kind Parenting Blueprint really is such an easy peasy, done in an hour program that will teach you our four steps to setting strong limits and then following through without threats, without yelling, without shaming, without bribing or rewarding. And you can get started today by heading to firmandkindparentingblueprint.com. Okay, families, well, without Further, further ado, enjoy this episode and go give TrueMe Wireless some love. I really, really love what they're doing. They're just kind, awesome people. And um, we've gone ahead and added their devices to our shop page um, over on the Fresh Start Family website. So these, these phones, I think, would make a perfect holiday gift for your kids. So make sure you go check them out and enjoy this episode. Well, hey there, I'm Stella. Welcome to my mom and dad's podcast, The Fresh Start Family Show. We're so happy you're here. We're inspired by the ocean, Jesus, and rock and roll, and believe deeply in the true power of love and kindness. Together, we hope to inspire you to expand your heart, learn new tools, and strengthen your family. Enjoy the show! Enjoy the show! 
Well, hello there, listeners, and welcome to a new episode of the Fresh Start Family Show. I'm so happy you're here, and we are so excited to have Bill from Trumi Wireless with us today. Welcome, Bill, to the show. Welcome. Thank you. Wonderful to be with you. Yes. Oh, my goodness. We are so excited to have recently met you and your team over at Trumi. Um, Most of our listeners know that we are just so passionate about helping families understand how to really intentionally and conscientiously plan out how they're going to approach phones with their kids. And so today we are going to talk about that with you. Um, So we titled this episode, Kids and Phones, What You Need to know. And so um, we have a lot of great stuff planned. But first, uh, Bill, would you uh, just introduce yourself to the listeners? Tell them a little bit more about you and Trumi and all the things and why you love and are so passionate about this subject that we're going to talk about today. Yeah, great. Thank you. Well, first and foremost, uh, I'm a dad. Uh, My wife and I just celebrated 20 years of marriage. She's an incredible lady. (laughs) What's that? Sorry. Us too. We yeah, just we did just, 20. We just did 20. Of what month? We, we were in June. Maybe we just put we in a solid 20. We're, <laughs> we're, we're June 2nd, June second, 2001. Uh, we were June 30th. So there you wow. go. <laughs> nice. Congratulations. Congrats. Uh, likewise. Thank you. And uh, so Heidi, Heidi, my wife, she's an incredible, incredible lady. I got the, I got the good end of the deal for sure. Uh, we have five wonderful children. Our oldest is 17 and a senior in high school. Uh, Then we have uh, a 14-year-old, a 12-year-old, a nine-year-old. And then we had our our bonus baby. And uh, he is five. (laughs) So we've got a big span there from 17 down to five. And uh, yeah, we're we're in the thick of it and and, uh, and loving it. Professionally, uh, as you mentioned, I'm uh, I'm the co-founder of Trumi Wireless and serve as our CEO. And uh, that's a company that we developed to give families a, a, a better, safer option for introducing technology to their kids. And uh, and I've really found my life's passion in this work. Um, so yeah, thrilled to be here with you today. Oh, so good and. Um... Yeah, this this is really something that we are so passionate about talking about. So here at Fresh Start Family, we have the honor of helping families all over the world. And it really is an issue that everyone is dealing with. Because when you think about it, I mean, the the whole idea of having a phone with you 24-7 has just been around for like <laughs> what? I mean, we've been together 26 years. So I remember the first time we got these phones, it was yeah. like 23 years, right? Probably 20, 23 years ago, maybe 25. Sure. Yeah. It was but it wasn't even a smartphone. I mean, that was yeah. just like a flip phone. And that was just yeah. so that like, I could talk to you when you got off work or like, if you needed something, but yeah, it, if, if you were to go back in time and like tell parents, like, you know, whatever, 20, 30 years ago, that one of the biggest issues that they would face in this era is phones with the kids they'd probably give you a really strange look and it it also reminds me that there's a there's like a a moment a scene in the movie jumanji the newer one where the the the, the guy's been stuck in the game for like 20 years or something like that and the girl's freaking out because she's like i can't believe i don't have my phone he goes i have a feeling that phone means something different in the future (laughs) (laughs) and like so here we so here we are we're like 
this is a big, is a big issue. Yeah, yeah. But it's so new, right? Like we are the first generation of parents who are having to deal with this. And I just personally um, feel so grateful that I got the message um, about, I guess it was probably five years ago when I found Colin Karchner's work and was just yeah. floored by how much he helped families. And oh my gosh, I mean, I just fell in love with him and I could not stop learning from him. And he gave me the courage to really take a different path with our kids. Mm -hmm. And thank God we did because um, here we are, you know, my daughter is now 14. I'm sure you have a similar story with your kids, but my daughter's 14, my son's 11 now, and they are definitely different than most of their friends. And the fact that they don't have an iPhone or 24 seven untethered access to a smartphone on their hip all the time. Um, But they, they, the benefits are magnificent of having them wait and having them kind of slowly but surely get into this because as soon as they have it, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's a lot, it's a lot to handle. So I'm excited to talk about this. So let's, let's just get right into it, Bill. What do you say? Um, And you have so much knowledge. I know you've put so much, like you said, you, you found your life's passion and, and your work in that or your joy in this work, but will you start us off by just telling us about when it comes to waiting to give, give your kids a full access smartphone, what are some of the benefits? And actually before that, sorry, before that, will you just tell us a little bit more about true me before we get started? Because our listeners have heard me talk about alternatives to iPhones before, but okay. just real quick, before we get into our subject matter, will you tell me what makes true me unique and what, like if listeners are like, what the heck is true me? Just tell us a little bit about that. And then we'll get into our subject matter. Yeah, I mean, the quick version is that we wanted to provide a device to families where they could cater a phone experience to match the true needs and maturity of their kids. So picture giving a younger child a very limited experience, talk and text only, uh, but then graduate them into increasing functionality as they get older, as their needs mature, Um, For example, as they need digital classroom apps for school, uh, as they have various hobbies that could use a safe app, but give them that graduation process all the while keeping them away from pornography, away from predators, away from bullies, away from social media apps, where a lot of the concerns start. Um, And so that's what we've done. We built an operating system, put it on some beautiful but affordable Samsung devices and uh, and then put just a level of parental control that is unmatched for its uh, flexibility and its ease of use. And, uh, and that's what Trumi is. Oh, so good. And I, I really do. Um, when I met, when I met you guys, I had known about devices that were just this, the text and uh, voice before, but it wasn't until I kind of met you and really thought about it. I was like, man, that is a really smart thing to have them graduate and learn step-by-step. So I do love that aspect. And um, my kids just got some Trumi devices. And I know my daughter is really excited because now in middle school, for example, so she's in eighth grade. Um, the device she had before did not have any capability to do anything, right? Like internet or anything, but it is crazy how the reality in middle school now is those eighth grade teachers, they think every child has a phone. Like it's just expected now. (laughs) So she'll be like, mom, I can't, you know, I can't, I can't do this. They'll tell me just to take a picture. And I'm like, 
sorry, tell them whatever, you know, and now we have a way for her to operate um, in a way that's reasonable, right? Like a lot of the things she'll come to us. I'm like, I know that's hard, honey. And like, like you'll find a workaround, but now we can say this, this is good. And there's two sides of it. You know, we're, we're obviously first and foremost, we're concerned about keeping kids safe. Uh, You know, every parent should be concerned about making sure their kids are safe online and developing healthy habits. But there's also the other side is, you know, technology is a reality and they are going to have to use technology responsibly as they're older. So we also said, hey, we want to protect kids today and prepare them for tomorrow. And so it's, but it comes back to giving them today what's appropriate for today and allowing them to step into to more as they uh, as they as they have needs that really do warrant more more technology or more functionality, uh, and give that to them as their discipline improves, as their self esteem improves, as their you know positive habits and and hobbies are developed, yeah. and they have the brain function to handle some of the challenges that come with phones. Let's save let's save the additional functionality for when they have that, you know, the other good things already in place. Yes. And so you, you've started to talk about it a little bit, but let's kind of just go into some of the benefits of really waiting to give them the full capabilities, right? So whether you're talking about an iPhone or a Trumi phone down the road that, that you're like, cool, go for it. You got full, full access, whatever you're, you're now in 10th level, whatever. Um, But the benefits of waiting to be able to open up that access to them. um, What are some of the things that you kind of think of? One of the immediate things uh, that I see in my my own kids and their friends and, you know, seeing kids come from different cultures and different backgrounds, like family cultures I'm referring to, um, you know, some have been immersed in technology from the beginning and some parents have been more uh, guarded or or conscientious maybe about, you know, providing things at a, at a more appropriate time. And I absolutely see a clear tie between the confidence that kids have, their ability to strike up a conversation and just have a face-to-face conversation with an adult. And, and I love that. And I think we, I think if we give kids too much technology at a young age and they just, their whole paradigm revolves around screens, it's harder for them to develop some of those social skills. Um, I have. Uh, I was actually talking to to a dad earlier this morning, whose uh, whose son is 12 years old, and I've met this boy. Uh, he's he's a new user of of, a, of one of our devices, but when I met him in person, I was floored at how he could look me in the eye, talk, joke around, have a playful banter with an adult. And, uh, and I thought, wow, this is an impressive young man. And I reached out to his dad this morning and I said, let me guess. I don't know this for sure, but I'm guessing that this is Gabe's first phone. Is that correct? Yeah. And he said, absolutely. We've kept him, you know, we've kept that for this age. And, and, and you know, as a result, he hasn't been just glued to video games and screens and everything else. He's learned how to communicate. And but every child needs that. I think that's important. It is so, so true because 
as soon as you have that full access all the time, um, the, the idea of boredom, it almost becomes like, that's, you know, I think of there's, there's so many things we could say, right. But the social thing is huge. Like if you're able to sit in a crowd, we see this when our daughter has uh, birthday parties or friends over, you can tell, and even actually, even our son, there was one at his party a few months ago, a few weeks ago. Um, but the ones who are able to sit around the table and have a conversation mm-hmm. and, and endure like a minute of uh, no one speaking yeah. is, is really evident because it, it is, it's one of those weird skill sets that, that it makes sense for all, obviously for us adults with the developed brains fully, but who would have thunk, right. That we would have been facing this challenge, but it really jacks kids up. I feel like when they have no, like that, I think it adds to the social awkwardness and the, the social anxiety of like, if there's silence or, um, you know, it's like, it's, it's just what you go to if you feel embarrassed or you feel like you're scared to start a conversation or if you're waiting in line for the bathroom and you don't know what to do. So you look down, which prevents you from experiencing life and meeting yeah. friends and having conversations. We do it as adults too. Next yes, time you yes. get on an elevator, look around and every yeah. single person has their phone in their hand because oh, they, wow. they don't want to make eye contact. They don't want to talk, but I can hide in my <laughs> yeah. phone. It's... Yeah, it's 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 the time we live in, and, and uh, the other thing that happens and, too, I, I think, is creativity. You know, you you mentioned giving kids the chance to be bored. Well, it's in that boredom where their creativity can evolve. You know, in a, in a, a especially if you go to younger kids, they've got to learn uh, how to make their own fun and and yeah. find joy just in unstructured time unstructured play and uh in in yeah too much technology robs them of that that opportunity as well let's chat for a hot sec openly and honestly about what your discipline toolkit looks like in your home right now if you're anything like most parents you're relying on the hand-me-down set you inherited timeouts spankings threatening of spankings taking ipads away three two one countdowns groundings taking away toys, e-bikes, iPhones, any or all of those kind of tactics that create a total relationship strain and don't even work long-term to end your child's misbehavior for good. Meaning, you might spank your child or send them to timeout today for being, air quotes, mean to their sister or disrespecting you, but then three days from now, they're repeating the same misbehavior, which causes you to flip your lid because you know they know better. I want to help you learn a new way so you can end the vicious cycle that's keeping you stuck as a parent and causing you to feel super frustrated that nothing is working to get your strong-willed, stubborn child to behave better. My team and I have recently completely refreshed our Compassionate Discipline Quick Start Learning Bundle to help you learn a new way to teach your kids important life lessons, a new way to help your children learn from their mistakes and take responsibility for their actions. You can just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, and I'll personally send you a message with a link to download this free bundle. 
I'm going to help you shift out of a punishment mindset and into a compassionate discipline one where you fully trust that connection-based, firm and kind discipline tools are all you need to be a strong leader in your home who holds your kids responsible when they misbehave, but does it in a way where they are learning the vital life skills they are missing when they mess up. So again, just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free bundle now. I am so excited for you to shift out of feeling guilty and shameful when you lay your head on your pillow at night and shift into feeling confident and proud of the way you handled yourself as a parent, even when you were wildly triggered and upset about the mistake your child made. Okay, I'm excited for you to dive into this free resource. I'll see you in my DMs and inside the free discipline bundle. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yep. I even think of um, <laughs> as an entrepreneur and a mom and, you know, I'm always trying to figure out like, how do I calm my nervous system, stay in like a peaceful state? And I just actually just read a book called Burn, Burn, Burned Out. <laughs> And it was, was, I was reminded just how, how overloaded our brains are all the time. And it's the same, same like concept with these phones is, I mean, most of us society wants us to get used to, there's never a down moment. Like if you're, if you have a moment on the train, or if you have a moment in the car on the way to school, you check your text, you check your email, you check your social, you, you entertain yourself with some TikTok videos, or my thing is funny animal videos on Instagram. I don't do it that often. Okay. People, but it is, it is one of my happy spots, funny animal things, but it is like, it is, it's really not healthy for our brains. Like as human beings, we need empty space. And to think that's what I'm like really leaning into as a, as a woman in my forties. And I can't imagine the children who are like in, like, it's just such a gift if you can give them that ability to develop their brains in a healthy way, because if there's no, there's no denial that it's going to affect that generation, if they have no quiet, no white, white space. There's a TED talk that, uh, that I would recommend to everyone. It's from a lady named Sherry Turkle. It's a phenomenal talk called Connected, but Alone. And Mm. in this talk, she talks about one of the consequences of this on all the time, technology everywhere, always connected environment we live in. We've we've lost the capacity to to have the same kind of comfort with on-the-spot interpersonal interactions, but we've even lost our comfort with ourselves. So that in that in that 10 minutes of downtime, instead of deep thinking and just calm, it's this agitated, oh, I've got to have something. I've got to have something. And and it's a remarkable talk worth listening to. Okay. Connected but alone on it's a TEDx. We'll make sure we put it in the show notes. That's an awesome. Yeah. I mean, my takeaway from all of this is like 
you know, and having, we've done a lot of, uh, you know, life coaching work is it's amazing how many people, um, when they have a little bit of space to think about, um, their life and what they want for themselves is they want to be more present. Like once yeah. you, you finally, Common goal, get, yeah. you, you, you get a moment to think about your life and your time here on earth. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, we don't want to be distracted. We don't want to take things for granted. We don't want to be, you know, full of, of input. And, you know, it's when we think of kids, you know, we're not even giving them a space to even feel what presence even feels like from the get go. So they're not even going to discover what being present means until I don't know. They have to go to rehab. <laughs> yeah, right. When their generation is our age, like digital rehab places. That's yeah. going to be a good industry to be in. I'm telling you, they're going to be like every block. <laughs> Fresh start family. And, and those things rehab. are already, that's already a thing. Like that's already. You're right. Yeah. It's, it's. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, so in some of the opportunities I've had to, to work with youth in various, various capacities, it's scary how many kids get to 17, 18, 19 years old and they go out on their own and have some significant issues because yeah, all of a yeah. sudden technologies uh, either inhibited them from the develop they need, development they need to have a healthy adult um, lifestyle or you know they all of a sudden maybe they don't have the same access to the technology they've been used to and they can't function uh, it's yeah. it's it's scary yeah so i mean point 1 we talked about the benefits of waiting but you know point number 2 is Let's talk about the the many dangers of untethered access to apps, gaming, and the internet. I mean, I'm sure it, you know it runs the gamut, but I mean, you know, give us some of the some of the dangers from your perspective, Bill. So I always think about that in terms of the obvious, the obvious dangers, and then the less obvious ones. You know, yeah. the the obvious ones I think most people can relate to. We don't want our kids immersed in pornographic and violent content. Most parents would say, yeah, of course, I don't want that. Uh, yeah. We you know across the board, no parent is going to say uh, that they're comfortable with predators. You know, that's an obvious one. We want to keep our kids protected from, from predators. And there are hundreds of thousands of them online right now trying to, to groom our kids. Uh, online bullying is another one of those obvious ones. And you know, 37% of kids in a recent study report being bullied online. And nearly half of that uh, is happening on Instagram. You know, so that's another one that's that's probably more obvious. I think a lot about the less obvious ones. It's the, the stress, the anxiety, the depression that we're seeing in this, this new generation of, of adolescents. Um, there's a, a doctor that's done a lot of, of, of work on this, uh, Jean Twingy, her name is. And she says in, in a recent book, we're on the verge of the biggest mental health crisis our country has ever seen. And, yeah. and, and he wrote a book called iGen, and she talks all about how, how differently our, the, this generation of kids is from previous generations because of the influence of technology. And her takeaway is, they're not ready for adulthood and, and they're, they've got mental health challenges that are, that we've imposed not on purpose, but because we didn't know any better, but through, through this constant attachment to technology. So yeah, that's, that's a huge one. 
you know, it's, it's, uh, and that arrives or comes from, it's that fear of missing out that I'm always focused on while I compare myself to other people online. It's Which that, is so anxiety, like driving, you know, like yeah. it is. Yeah. And I think comparison, you talked about the comparison culture that, that lives on social media uh, for kids and adults, frankly. Uh, and, and I think comparison robs us of gratitude. You know, if we spend all our time looking at what other people have and thinking about what we don't have, all of a sudden it's pretty hard to be happy. And, and, and it's very clear. I mean, even there are even business coaches that talk to executives about this. If you focus on gratitude, you're going to have more happiness and less stress. And uh, so that's another one, you know, it's the, it's the, that, that, that constant feeling of I've, I, I'm not good enough. I'm not enough. I don't have enough. I don't do enough. And uh, yeah. that's, it's really hard for an underdeveloped brain to, to deal with that. Yep. It, it is so wild. I mean, I can't cite the studies like, you know, but I, I should be able to, I should get a list. I could probably get a list from you guys of like the studies that have shown the rates, right. Of depression and anxiety and suicide in teens. I'm pretty sure those rates have like tenfold increased since the invention of the iPhone. Right. Uh, so the statistic on that uh, comes from the, the centers for disease control. The rate of teen suicide in the United States of America has nearly doubled, nearly doubled since 2007. And that's the right. year that the that smartphones became the new norm. Yeah, um, we just can't argue that anymore. That there's not a that there's not a link there. It, it, wow. It's become very clear through different studies. In fact, there was a a study that was done by by one of the uh, the universities in my state, a ten year study looking at the the connection between teenagers and different levels of immersion in in social media. And particularly in girls, uh, interestingly enough, uh, in girls more so than boys, there's a clear, a clear causation between spending three hours or more on social media per day and increases in suicide risk. Um, It's not okay. It's not okay. Yeah. Well, and I honestly think parents just don't realize it. Like, I don't think there's enough of these conversations having just to educate them to say, Hey, just a heads up. Like if, you know, like here's the reason, like exactly the conversation we're having today, but here really are the scientific proven studies from the last 20, 25 years that have shown anxiety, depression, suicide, social anxiety, all the things are skyrocketing. Um, I just don't think they're aware. I mean, I guess sometimes they are, but they just don't quite believe it, right? Like, that's why I was so thankful um, for Colin Karchner's work because, man, he just hit the pavement for this time, the time that he was on this earth. I mean, it's just so sad that he passed away, but he did so much education. And you just could, like, if you tuned into any of his work, you learned really fast that it's not B, B, it's not BS. These are actual kids that are suffering all because we think that they have to have these devices. Like, and, and let me tell you, I mean, we have a lot of experience about being different and it has been a bit of an ass kicker. I mean, there have been, there have been, it was probably, it's been probably four years since Stella really was like, Hey mom, can I get a phone like this? 
And it was back in, it was back in, I want to say it was like fifth grade or something. So she's in eighth grade now. And we said, no, honey, um, we're going to, we signed the wait till eighth pledge. I don't know if you guys work with that organization at all, but love them. And we actually tried to get like a bunch of her friends um, to do it. We asked about 10 friends and um, basically I think two or three said, sure, that sounds good. And then they didn't make it. They, their kids had phones by the sixth grade. So Stella really has been the, the only one in that group of friends who have waited, but there have been so many conversations where she was in tears, just like mama, why do we have to be so different? And please, please, I'll do anything. I get straight A's and I'm a great athlete. And why, why can't I just have this? And we had to have so many conversations to tell her about this stuff and, and educate her and, and support her and empathize and go, Hey, I know it's tough to be different. And here's why we're doing this. You got to just trust me. You got to trust me. And now she's to the point bill where she really is a bit of an advocate. Like she, you know, she won't say it to her friends, but she'll (laughs) say it like after a party or something, she'll be like, mom, or after a volleyball tournament, she plays um, competitive volleyball. She'll be like, man, it's crazy to watch my friends. They just, they can't even get water. They can't even get water without getting on TikTok or they can't, they like on a bus ride up to a tournament two hours away, they are glued to their phone. No, like she's like, I just look out the window and listen to music or whatever. And nobody interacts. And so she's, she's become a bit of an advocate, but there were, there were years where I was like, oh my gosh, am I torturing my child? But I know, thank God, because of the studies that really are becoming more and more abundant, that it's, that I'm not, we're not torturing her. We're, we're, we're supporting and mentoring. And by the time she does get a a fully full access phone, I believe with all my heart that she's going to have better self-management skills and she's going to be able uh, to understand, like just preventing her from b- having the addiction <laughs> because let's face it. Like once we're all, as adults, so many of us still do have addictions, but at least waiting. <laughs> you know, there's a, there was a, a study done. There's, there've been several great studies done on, on these topics by the Pew Research Center. And in uh, one, uh, I want to say it was 2018 or 2019. They did a survey of thousands of kids and parents about screen use and uh, over half of the kids surveyed uh, admitted and they said uh, I spend too much time on my phone I would like to spend less time on my phone yeah the challenge is that when you get into those situations again the genie's out of the bottle you know and and we revert to what we know and especially if everyone else is doing it, oh, well, what are you doing? You're doing the same thing. Uh, but, but kids, when they have those, those opportunities to really reflect on, am I, am I happier with or without always being glued to a screen, uh, more and more kids are realizing uh, I'm actually happier without. Yep. Yep. And you just, as parents, it sure feels really hard sometimes, but if you can just find the courage to be one of the outcasters, <laughs> I mean, I say we have a, a podcast episode um, called it's, it's okay to be different, but it's like, yeah. I always think of it. I'm always telling my community and my students, like you guys trust me, man. It's cool to, it's cool to be different. Like teach your kids. And then that's like the worst thing, right? When you're a teenager, all you want to do is be like everyone else, but to really with compassion and connection, teach them like, Hey, here's what it feels like. And I know it's going to feel crappy for a little bit, but then 
you're going to get to experience it, um, what it feels like, and it just feels darn good. So flip, yeah, flip the I mean, paradigm a little bit. Instead of outcasters, we're trailblazers. Yeah. Trailblazers. <laughs> yes. I like that. I like that. Well, you know, because it's it's also, I mean, it it makes so much sense. It's like how you were saying, you know, if you put all this subject matter in front of uh, m- most parents, you know, they would say, yeah, no, you're right. We sh- That doesn't sound like something I want to put in front of my young child. That doesn't, that doesn't. And then, oh, these studies, you know, the statistics you just put in front, I think any reasonable parent would understand with all that stuff. It makes total sense. And then there's just this, oh, but what am I going to do about it? Like, I'm just going to like, like society norms and culture just kind of takes over and then life just moves on. And then it's like, whoops. And then what you end up with years down the road is regret. And I feel like that's the worst feeling in the world. It's like, you know, we recently had one of Stella's friends or parents come to us and ask us, how's it going with the, you know, the, the way that you guys have been introducing technology in your home. And we're saying, you know, it's not always easy, but it's going well. And they're like, well, that's, that's cool. Just so you know, this is the biggest mistake that we made was, to, daughter, was, to, yeah. was to put that phone in our daughter's hands. Cause there's no, there's, you know, n- now we're just, there's so much stress around it. And so anyways, they I said th- what, what they said was, it's, and she said, you can actually use me as an example, Wendy. She said, this has become her entire identity. And we actually, we had to stop carpooling to like competitive events together um, because her daughter is struggling with so much anxiety now at the age of 13. Um, And, and it also has become the main punishment tool, right? So there's like three points of pain happening. It's used as a punishment bike. And then you have the anxiety that's risen. And then the identity is in this device. And so it was really impactful, right. To hear her say that. And, um, and, and, and for anyone listening, who's like, Hey, we're already gone down this path. Like the genie's already been opened. I still believe with all my heart that there are ways, and that could be another episode that we could record one day, Bill, but like how you like switch up your plan a little bit. And I really do believe you can do that. Um, if your child doesn't have an iPhone right now and you're realizing it is a problem there, I have a strategy to be able to, switch it, like switch it up, still bring in a true me and still have a little bit of an iPhone at home or something. Um, but it is just, it is just really impactful. And, um, and then, yeah, as far as like the genie out of the box thing, it's, it's why I always, I just advocate, like, just wait as long as you can. And if the earlier you start, the better, like just no technology in bedrooms and, and then no, no iPhones or, you know, no 24 seven smartphones out in the world. Like that's the rule from the time. <laughs> and if you, if you can do that, it just goes a lot easier because your kids, it just, it gets taken a lot you know, easier. So. And you're touching on something that's really important there. I think for, for a lot of families, and it's, this is, this is no fault to anyone. Cause yeah. again, society, we didn't know what we were getting into when we started giving kids smartphones, we just didn't know. And, and, and now we do, and there's this, you know, definitely an increase an increasing conscientiousness about it. But I think for a lot of families, they're afraid of this combative relationship that they're going to get into with their kids. If they say, Hey, you know what, we're going to, we're going to wait a while. We're going to, we're going to hold off or we're going to do not an iPhone, but we're going to do something that's 
more appropriate for your age, you know? And I think what uh, people have got to get over this fear of having conversations with their kids about it. And, and, and we found that when you can sit down with, with your kids and help them understand the why, the why behind it, it's not just, I'm a mean parent and I'm saying no. And, <laughs> my way, my way. Having this wedge in the relationship. No, sit down, sit down with your kids at a young age, you know, be having the conversations about content on the internet and, you know, the dangers that are there. Be having the conversations about predators and bullies and, 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 and then, you know, as, as it gets time to start thinking about devices, have the conversations of, hey, we're going to do what you need, not just what everyone else is doing. And here's why. And I think parents will be surprised at, at, at how much different those conversations go when the kids are feeling, hey, my parents are coming at this from a position of true love, true concern, and they really do want the best for me, even though I don't understand all of it right now. Families, I have a question for you. Would you love to be able to set really strong boundaries and rules with your children and then follow through with consistency and firm kindness? If yes, listen up. I have a program called the Firm and Kind Parenting Blueprint that I'd love for you to go check out. You can learn more over at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. Inside of this quick, easy to finish program, I'll teach you four steps to really setting those strong roles, but then following through in a way where you're using connection and firm kindness. And what I'll teach you will actually cause your children to want to cooperate with you because they truly respect you and value the rule and the boundary and understand how it serves them, not just something that they have to do or else. And it's just an incredible feeling when you go to bed at night knowing that you followed through on the rules and the strong boundaries in your home without relying on hand-me-down parenting tactics like fear, force, threats, yelling, harsh punishments that really create usually fear in your household, right? We want our children to listen to us because they respect us and because they understand why being part of the team, cooperating well, respecting rules, all those things, why that feels good as a human being. We want to do those things um, in ways that cause our children to want to respect us, not just because they're scared of us or a consequence. And that's exactly what I'm going to teach you inside this program. So again, head on over to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind to learn more. But in under an hour, this program will teach you some really effective strategies on how to create agreements with your kids instead of compliance statements, which is where a lot of parents go wrong and why their children don't end up respecting the rules or the agreements that they've made. And then I'm going to teach you how to use empathy. I'll teach you how to engage your kids' critical thinking skills when you tell them to do something and they say no. And then I'm also going to encourage you to understand how to empower your children. When children feel empowered, especially strong-willed kids, they will cooperate a whole heck of a lot easier, okay? So I want you to go learn about this program and let me know if you have any questions, freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. Yeah. And that is exactly what has happened in our home. I, I, I love it when, like, I remember when we first started to do this, I was like, just like the route we took with homework with our daughter, because our daughter is like a very, very strong-willed power kid, pushes back a lot, challenges 
you know, like we and future leader, leader now, like just a powerhouse. Like awesome. she's just an intense, you know, can be an intense kiddo. And I remember in the beginning of this and back um, when we took a certain angle with her for school too, of like not to force homework and like, not like uh, we watched the film race to nowhere and it really affected us. But I remember being nervous in the, the beginning being like, crap, I hope this works because if this doesn't work, you know, and now here we are like where I can honestly tell parents exactly what you said has unrolled in our house. And it has been through, there has been tears and long, like I remember one night we still, and I were up to like 11 o'clock at night. And there was moments of the conversation that I was like, child, just get over it, you know, but I had somehow God gave me the compassion that night to hold space for her and just listen and talk and hear her out. And then also through that, she listened to me. And then by the end of the night, it was like the most embracing hug. And I forget exactly, but there was, there was like a moment, there was a conversation a few nights after that, or a few weeks where she basically said to me, mama, thank you so much for for caring so much. Thank you so much for, for doing this for me. And I was just like, dang, she gets it. She really does get it. And she still doesn't like it on some days, but now, now three years into it, she really actually does. I, I think when you agree pretty much respects it and gets it. No, she respects it a lot. She, both of our kids just want to know why a lot. They really, especially her, she wants to know the rules and why the rules exist. And sometimes it takes a lot of endurance to go through um, that. Um, But once she gets it, it's like, it's good. And, you know, just going back on some of the things, you know, that we touched on earlier, this kid can go and look an adult in the eye. Not only she could speak to a whole room of adults if she wants to, you know, she's um, and then, you know, she also sees like Wendy said in, in social settings, if there's a bunch of kids that you would think would all be interacting with one another, but a bunch of them are just have their, their faces in the screens. She sees it. She's aware of it. She understands. She's like, Hmm. And she, and she, so she's seeing the other side of it that, that we're, that we're seeing now because we spent the time to explain to her why, and we didn't, you know, you know, you can still empathize with, with them and still do it in a way to where it doesn't feel like, you know, you're literally on a, a, the other side of a wall from them. I mean, you can do it with them. You can explain it with them and it might take some time. So I'm just encouraging moms and dads out there, take whatever time it needs, take mm-hmm. whatever tears it needs, take it, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, and, just, it's just, it's just, this part of it. And, you know, each kid's going to be a little different. It makes me think of the episode we recorded. Um, no is not a bad word. Right. And we really talk about how behind every no, there is a yes. And there's a lot of yeses with this one. Yeah. Right. So, um, and one of those yeses is building the life skills as far as tech goes. Right. So we, we've talked about this a little bit, Bill, but our last two points are building tech life skills one step at a time. And then, Um, how social skills are allowed to grow and flourish, which we kind of already covered too. But when it comes to building the tech life skills, I do love that Trumi devices, you are able to add on as you go. So give me an example. So, um, so with, with the kids that are able to grow with it. So the school thing is awesome. Is there another example of some things that they're able to add on to it once they get a little bit older? Yeah, another great example is the question of internet access. Right. You know, so uh, 
one approach is just to say to your kids, uh, I don't want you on the internet. There's all kinds of garbage out there. You're, you, you don't have access to the internet. Um, we, we all know that there is garbage on the internet and plenty of it, but there are also some wonderful things on the internet, great yeah. tools for learning and for discovering or enhancing your, your talents or your hobbies. And there, there's, there's a lot of good there too. And so one of the things we wanted to do was be able to let parents make that choice through our, through our, our, our parental controls. Well, their, their first choice is, am I ready to add a web browser? Uh, and then you can say yes. And then your, your, your choice is, do I want to give them, you know, for an older kid, like my 17-year-old daughter, she is at a point where she's learned and she understands and she's disciplined. Yeah. She has access to the internet full reign and, uh, and does well with it. For my younger kids, uh, I'm not ready to do that. And they're not ready to do that. So instead with them, we have what's called the, the, the kids smart browser from on our devices, where as a parent, you can say, hey, let's sit down and talk about what you need to do on the internet. I'm going to give you this kids smart browser and you'll be able to visit all the websites that we talk about right now and put into cool. our parent portal here. And so, you know, for a young kid, maybe there's three and for a middle schooler, maybe there's 10 and, uh, you know, and, and, and that, that list of, of sites grows based on what the kids need and their maturity. But when they're using that kids smart browser, there's no searching for anything. There's no search bar. There's no ability to type in a, a domain. You're literally just given a drop-down menu of those sites that have been added inside the parent portal. So there's no risk of getting anywhere else. Yet, you know, you could still go to those sites that you and your parents have decided are are safe and and uh, are going to be beneficial to you. Nice. So say, for example, it would maybe be like discovery.com or yeah. um, like I, I our little guy, he's 11 now, but like during the week, he's allowed to watch science shows. So I can picture right. like giving him access to like some science stuff. Yeah. And I remember for a while he was into like the Lego, um, you know, website, there was like things to do there. So yeah, I mean, you could give yeah. him a couple of things and then, and then, yeah, it sounds like if there's something for school specifically, if there's a you know, a .com or .edu that is associated with their school or something like that. You could add that too. Sounds like, yeah, it, absolutely. Any 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 website, any domain, and uh, it could be that the child is working on a specific project for school, and they need to do research about Australia. You know, and, yeah. and you you jump on with you know you jump on and you you look at the Australia tourism site or whatever, and and you say, okay, I'm 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 satisfied that this is a safe site and you could put that on the list. Uh, cool. You know, so it, it's really, really easy to add sites or take sites off. Uh, just do it in a matter of seconds in the parent portal and immediately that updates to the phone. So cool. So cool. All right. And then our last one, which we kind of already covered, but yeah. So, you know, our, our final point here was um, how social skills are allowed to grow and flourish when kids are given the opportunity to be bored. We did already talk about you, that one. <laughs> we, we, I mean, gosh, it was hard not to because it's like. <laughs> it's at the forefront. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think, you know, even for myself, you know, it's like, and and maybe this is 
something also that I could put out there to, you know, other parents. It's like, you know, exposing that this isn't like something that like, Hey kids, you just don't understand. And and I've got it all figured out. It's like, you know, I'll, I'll admit myself, like sometimes I have a hard time taking the trash out without checking my phone on the way back, just out of boredom from the walk, from the trash what can back to the thing. And, and I'm like, and I catch myself and it's like, so to, to, to mention that to my son or daughter and just be like, man, I catch myself too. Like, this is a thing. And, you know, and, and some of this might be, you know, you might have to get creative with your kids or you might actually have to put yourself in check when going through this process too. You know, it might be a family challenge where it's like, Hey, we're going to try something new, or we're going to introduce this, um, you know, new thing or way of doing things to you guys. But mom and dad are going to do something a little different too, because I also want the opportunity to be bored. I also want to have the benefit of the creativity that I might get by, you know, staring at the trees for, for a little bit instead of staring at my phone. Yeah. So, um, you know, yeah, I would just, you know, on that, that topic, it's like, it's not just about kids being given the opportunity to be bored. I think, you know, parents can, can really benefit from this, this whole transformation as well. Oh yeah. One, one of the biggest things we can do as parents is to model intentionalism, you know, if our kids see us using technology as a tool for specific purposes that are good, they help us with work, they help us with, you know, uh, healthy hobbies and whatever those things are, but they see us being purposeful, not just mindlessly attached to that device. Uh, I always I always say that the, the phone should be a tool, not a tyrant. It was created to be a tool to help us, not to run our lives. But that's what that's what happens. So as parents, we can really model intentionalism and show kids through our own interactions with them. While we have our devices in our hands, that people are more important than than the technology and the devices. We've all had those tragic little moments, you know, where we're we're on a device doing something and I, I one of our kids comes up and is like, hey, mom, hey, dad. And they're excited to tell us something and they get the, oh, just one second, just one second. I'm going to finish this text. Just one second. And you, you finish the text and you look over and your child is gone. Yeah. And they've just realized, oh, the phone's more important than I am subconsciously, but that's, that's the message that they get. And in turn, it's easy for them to treat other people the same way. So it, it does. It starts with how we model it. There's no question. Yep. And then from that, the FOMO kicks in because if your dad's on the phone or your mom's on the phone, there's got to be something cool that I'm missing out on. And then there's like the relationship breakdown. And then, yeah, it's like that listening to that internal kind of gut check system that I believe God's like, go ahead, get off, stop. And and I think it's just, it's fascinating to have an awareness around that, right? Because you do feel it when you're around other people um, that if you're on your device and there's someone with you, it just feels wrong. It just feels off. So it's like being able to listen to that, lean into it and know that we're teaching them so much when we're humble enough just to raise our hands and say, Hey kid, I'm learning this right beside you and you're not alone. And, um, and being willing to like check yourself, I think is so good. So 
Gosh, Bill, we could talk to you for hours. This really is is such a great conversation. There's so much more I would love to talk about too. I mean, the whole idea of supporting parents with, like I said, how to be different, how to be a trailblazer instead of um, just doing what the Joneses do is another one, something we could talk about one day. Um, There's a lot, but you, um, the work you're doing is wonderful. Um, thank you so much for partnering with, uh, Fresh Start Family to help educate and empower and support and encourage families. And I just know that they're really, really going to be blessed by this episode. So, um, tell us, tell us more, of course, they can go to, um, trumi.com. And I know you guys have extended a beautiful discount. We're going to be putting in the show notes page for our listeners. So it's really exciting. Yeah, everything, uh, all of our all of our sales happen at Trumi.com, but there's also some great resources there. We do a lot of work on our blog to provide parents with resources and ideas for parenting through all these challenges, as well as on uh, Instagram and Facebook. We're just at Trumi Wireless on on both of those, and uh, yeah, we try and try and provide some some great content to to really help families out. Incredible. Amazing. Yeah. And for, for listeners, it's Trumi, T-R-O-O-M-I, um, which is uh, where you're going to find all the great things that Bill just mentioned. So yeah, we just encourage everybody just to um, have these conversations, have your paradigm shift, whatever you need to do. This is an important thing that you're faced um, with as a parent. And so, yeah, it's just so happy to put this out in the world so that people can hear it, absorb it, listen to it, make different choices in their home, or make, maybe this is your first, you know, choice to make around this subject. That's also our goal is just to get in front of people before, um, you know, you have to start undoing things. So (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for your time, Bill. Thank you. Thank you both. Great to be with you. For more information, go to freshstartfamilyonline.com. Thanks for listening, families. Have a great day. All right, listeners, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it for you. As we wrap up here, don't forget to DM me the word shift or head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free discipline quick start learning bundle. You'll get immediate access to download our extensive learning guide where I'll share five ways you can ditch the old school hand-me-down punishment mindset beliefs and thoughts that are causing you to react like a volcano instead of respond like the firm, kind, respectful teacher you are at your core. And then you'll also get immediate access to my on-demand workshop where I'll teach you our three core Fresh Start family strategies that make up a strong, compassionate discipline toolkit, as well as my favorite logical consequences that not only work with kids of all ages, but do wonders to unite you with your child and strengthen your relationship, even in your kid's worst moments. So pop on over to Instagram right now and just shoot me a DM with the word shift and I'll send you a personal link to download that bundle right away. Or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to get access immediately. All right. Thanks for listening and I'll see you inside that free bundle and also inside the next episode.